0: Praise God! It's a joy, an honor, and a privilege to share God's Holy Word with you. Welcome once again to Calvary Apostolic Ministries. We year for your good. We hear that God might bless you and bring understanding to you and to your family concerning the Word of the Lord. We've had a two-week break for obvious reasons, But nevertheless, by the grace of God, we are here again to share God's word with you. The topic that I will be dealing with this morning is the omitted spiritual truth of Holy Communion. Ian, would you come and say a short prayer? Lord, I'd... Pray and commit today to You, Lord. I just pray, All Lord, right, that right. as Joe speaks today, Lord, that mm. You give him the words to speak, Lord, that You open the eyes of his understanding, Lord. Mm. And I pray that uh, the words he speaks will be Your words and not His words this morning, yes. Lord. Yes, God, we pray that this word will go forth and that it will not return void, Lord. That people's lives will be touched and changed, Lord. And I pray that their ears will be open to receive Your word today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ian. Holy Communion has lost its meaning in many modern-day churches. In many churches, sad to say, it has become a ritual without meaning. Many of the occasions that those who officiate at the table of the Lord speak of things that have very little connection to the deep spiritual truths portrayed in Holy Communion. My preaching this morning is not designed to give a precise exposition of what Holy Communion entails. Rather, I'm just going to share what I feel God has taught me about one of the many spiritual truths that have been launched by the Church concerning Holy Communion. Before I commence, let me remind you that the Word of God says that there are many voices in the world furthermore it gives us the understanding we ought to judge what is being taught let the prophet speak that is two or three and let the others judge i say this that you may not be gullible and accept what i teach and preach this morning judge all of what i say check if it is of the lord or not i encourage you to pray much after you hear this teaching and ask God to confirm the teaching. And if you feel in your heart it's not of, of God, then discard it. But if you feel in your spirit that God is confirming this word, then pray about it and begin to live this word out. May God bless you. As we turn to the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we commence reading from verse 23. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eat and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Praise God. Bear in mind, Paul was an Apostle born out of season. He was not one of the original twelve Apostles. He was not there at the Last Supper. And that is why the Holy Spirit gave him personal revelation. Remember, he says, For I have received of the Lord. Revelation means to unveil, to disclose. It's like drawing the curtain or the blinds and seeing what is outside of the room. Revelation unveils truth and the grandeur of God's Word. I am of the persuasion that God has given me revelation upon revelation concerning Holy Communion. But wait, I am not Paul, or one of the other foundational apostles. So i better explain what I mean by revelation upon revelation. I'm simply saying, God by His Spirit has illuminated a certain truth concerning Holy Communion. God has shed light on a certain section of the Word, giving me better understanding and giving me clarity. Concerning Holy Communion, God has shed light on these words, Do this in remembrance of me. I have the understanding that the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, speak of Holy Communion and 1 Corinthians 11 as well. But we must note that Matthew does not have these words, Do this in remembrance of me. We must also further note that Mark does not also have these words, Do this in remembrance of me. Only Luke's gospel mentions, Do this in remembrance of me. And when studying Paul's revelation on Holy Communion, he also says, Do this in remembrance of me. But, however, with one great distinction, and that being, Paul mentions do this in remembrance of me twice note carefully verse 24 let's go there and when he had given thanks he it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you This do in remembrance of me amen luke says it in chapter 22 verse 19 and he took bread and gave thanks and brake it, and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, let us consider the second time that Paul mentions, "Do this in remembrance of me." Let's go to verse 25. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood. This do he as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. May God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Luke only mentions, do this in remembrance of me after the breaking and the eating of the bread. Whereas Paul mentions it after the breaking and eating of the bread and the lifting of the cup and the drinking of the cup of wine. Paul adds on what Luke has left out. Paul gives further revelation as a foundational apostle. Let me just reiterate. Luke only mentions, do this in remembrance of me, after the breaking of bread and the eating thereof. Now, Paul mentions it after the breaking of bread and also after the drinking of the wine. Now, get ready for a spiritual truth. Revelation upon revelation. And what we're talking about is but illumination. The illumination that God has laid upon my heart is around these words. Do this in remembrance of me. And that being the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what? Let's ask the question. What are we ought to do in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Now, yes, I do believe we ought to reenact the table of the Lord. Yes, I do believe we ought to reenact the Lord's supper. Yes, I do believe we ought to reenact holy communion with one more added truth. And what is this added truth? Just what is this added truth? Let's quote John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John three sixteen is the most famous scripture of the Bible. I believe every Christian born again and spiritual can quote this famous scripture. There is another scripture that is not so famous, that I believe should be famous amongst Christians, born-again and spiritual Christians. In fact, all Christians should know this Scripture. Just where is this Scripture found? It is not John 3.16, it is 1 John 3.16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us, And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Let me read that scripture again. 1 John 3.16 Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen? Notice. Notice very carefully the two scriptures. John 3:16 and 1 John 3:16. I want to say it again. Notice the two scriptures. John 3:16 and 1 John 3:16. However, let us make distinction where God makes distinction. God laid down his life for the world in John 3:16. And we are not called by God to lay down our life for the world. We are called by God to lay down our life for our brethren. There's a marked distinction. Christ is given by the Father to lay down His life for the world. We are called by Christ to lay down our life, not for the world, but for the brethren. Amen? This is illumination. As Jesus gave His life for the world, so ought we to be willing to give our life for the brethren, for the church, for the born again. Amen. Our giving of our life for the world will not save the world. Shedding our life's blood will have no effect on the world. But shedding your life's blood for your brethren will do great things, for your brethren. Now, let me just throw something in here that's not in my notes. I do believe we ought to do good. I do believe that we must assist the world with all its problems, its poverty, etc. etc. But some churches are going overboard. They're spending millions and millions and millions upon the unsaved and nothing upon the church of jesus christ yes they build their buildings their edifices as such and yes they help the poor the unsaved poor but you know what you know what there are countless millions of christians that are struggling that are been overlooked by local churches think about that brethren think about that please please i am not advocating that every one of us now must take a cross and die on it for our brethren. But has not God called us to care for each other? The Bible says, care one for the other. Amen. Has God not called us to carry each other's burdens? It says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 We are to care one for the other. Amen. We ought to carry each other's burdens. Now, the Christian life in reality is a sacrificial life. The Christian life is a sacrificial life. But let me assure you, the very first sacrifice we have to make is towards God. It says in Romans, I beseech you, brethren, By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. You cannot give your life to the brethren until you have given your life as a complete sacrifice to God. Paul said, it is not I that live, but Christ that lives within me. All of Paul was upon the altar. Let me give you an example. You know Moses' life? Is divided into three sections 40 years in Egypt 40 years in the wilderness and 40 years in the service of God 40 years in the wilderness for God to take Egypt out of Moses and for God to take Moses out of Moses and put God in Moses let me say this your life cannot be a sacrifice for the brethren unless you make a complete sacrifice of yourself to God and when you empty yourself of yourself, God will fill you with Himself that you can do the impossible. Whenever God asks you and I to do that which is impossible, by the grace of God, God makes it possible that you and I can do it. And God has asked you in His Word that we give our life for the brethren. Amen. Jesus said, Do this in remembrance of me what he's simply saying is this as he broke the bread and gave the cup of wine he was saying as I give my life for the for the brethren as I make myself of no reputation and uh, and live up to the will of my father so must you and I give our life for the brethren amen amen praise God now if you want to understand all this, you must study the life of the apostles. You must study the Fox Book of Martyrs, how that people gave their life. Amen? You know, people fail to understand it. I do believe that life is in the blood. But you know what? Maybe I'm going a, a step too far now. You know, life is in the blood of Jesus. You cannot deny that fact. But you know what? There's even life in the blood of the martyrs. When Stephen's blood ran into the ground, it cried out. Amen. And those that were around him were, were affected by his death. Amen. And I believe Paul got saved because of Stephen. Many Christians fail to understand the connection between Acts one eight and 1 John 3.16. God says we must lay down our life for the brethren the same way Jesus laid down his life for the world. Amen. God asks that of you and I. And we've got to do it by caring one for the other, carrying each other's burdens. You know, there's a there, there, there is a strange connection between Acts 1 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you in 1 John 3.16, the giving of your life for the brethren. You know, the word witness there is the original language speaks of being a martyr, being a martyr. And through the baptism into the Spirit of God, God gives you the grace and the enablement to lay down your life, to make yourself of no reputation, to esteem your brothers better than yourself, to care for them and to carry their burdens. God does not demand of you the impossible without giving you the wherewithal to do the impossible. Now, the Bible says, God using Peter, that we are a royal priesthood. Amen. Revelation also 1 6, six speaks of, we, of the church being the kingdom of, of priests and kings. And what we have to realize is this, God gives us the grace, God gives us the anointing to act out a priestly life. The role of the priest is but nothing else but to offer up sacrifice. Now, I'm not saying that we are now like the Old Testament priests to offer up animals. No, we are called by God to offer up our life. Our whole life is for the better living of the church, for the better living of our brethren. We care for each other. C-A-R-E, caring always reveals empathy. You know, Jesus said, And the word says that he's touched with the feeling of our infirmity, the pains of our brothers, their sufferings. They, let me say this, we cannot close our eyes to it anymore. We've got to feel their pain and feel their suffering and take their burdens upon ourselves. Peter calls us a royal priesthood. Let me remind you of the priesthood, the Old Testament priests. If you read the book of Exodus, and I suggest that you do it, you will find there that the priest had special garments, special, special garments. And he had an ephod, a, breast, a breastplate, inscribed upon that breastplate with the 12 tribes of Israel. And when he went to God, God saw him as a man that had the nation of Israel upon his heart. He looked for the betterment of the Israeli nation. And what I'm saying to you, my brother and my sister, we've got to give our life for the church, for the brethren. Amen. Our life must be a sacrifice. They must be first and foremost in our life. It's not a life of I, me, and myself. We've got to die to those three people, I, me, and myself. Our life is for the living of the betterment of the church, the brethren. Amen. When you look at that high priest, the Bible also speaks of the shoulder pads. You find that on the shoulder pad, the left and the right, will also inscribed the six tribes of Israel on either end. So six here and six here, 12. And you know when you carry a burden on your shoulder, what does it do? It weighs you down. It weighs you down. And you've got to give your time your talent. You're going to die to your your privileges as a child of God and spend time alone with God on behalf of the brethren. Give yourself in prayer for the brethren. Put your brethren before you at all times. We are a royal priesthood. No doubt there will be those of you that, that perhaps might say that I'm going a bit too far. But you know, when I picture Holy Communion, and I go to the various churches. I'm rather alarmed by what I see. There's no, there's no respect towards the table of the Lord. No respect whatsoever. I, I I'm not saying what I'm saying. I'm right what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not a religious man. I, I, I believe that you, 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 we, we. There's freedom. There's freedom as such. But you know. <laughs> when you come to the house of the Lord and you officiate at the table, please stop dressing as if you're going to the beach. Don't come there with your short pants, with your shirt hanging out. I'm not religious, but there's a time and a place for everything. You know, they minister at the the table of the Lord officiating, but what? They say has nothing to do whatsoever with the table of the Lord. It's meaningful. It's a time of personal, uh, a personal judgment where you reflect over the week and, and, and see yourself falling short and you confess. The Bible says it's even a time of healing. And the church has lost respect for the table of the Lord. Half the time, there's no, no mention of the cross. There's no mention of judgment. There's no mention of, of, of the return of the Lord or the resurrection. They talk this, that, and the other, but nothing that has to do with the table of the Lord. And what they've omitted, omitted for all these years, all these years, is do this in remembrance of me. God has called you and I to do what Jesus done he gave his life for the world we are to give our life for the brethren and I'm asking you my brother and my sister to break communion the right way to show respect to the table of the Lord and you cannot show respect to the table of the Lord without showing respect to your brethren several years ago The Lord laid it upon our hearts in Calvary Chapel in way back South Africa in Chatsworth that we break bread a certain way. I was moved by the Spirit to encourage the church to break bread. We took the bread. We took the bread and we broke it. And I said, wait, let everyone receive the emblem, the bread. Don't be quick to eat it. And I said, let's all stand together and let's break bread the way I feel God has called us as a church to break bread. Break it with each other, not with yourself. It has a deep meaning. And what we've done that day, and thereafter seven times, several other times as well, we broke the bread And we gave it to the brothers alongside of us. And we said this, what Jesus says, Take eat. this is my body broken for you. And I convinced the church that day that we ought to give our life for the brethren. I'm here for you, my brother and my sister. You know, Jesus, like I said earlier on, is touched with the feeling of our infirmity. We have to take the pains of our brothers and our sisters upon ourselves. We are those that care and are, and are their burden bearers. So I'm trusting, Church of God, with the short teaching I've given you this morning, that you will do that in remembrance of Jesus Christ. In no way what I said supersedes the cross of Calvary. In no way what I taught this morning supersedes the resurrection because that is what Holy Communion is all about. But tell me, my brothers and my sisters, have we not omitted another truth that the church has not in, in any way seen and that being, do it to your brothers as unto remembrance of the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we bow down before you. We thank you for the teaching of your word. We ask your blessing upon the teaching, keeping all those that will see and hear this video. Let it become a living reality, O oh God. That Father, when they break bread, they do it not only in remembrance of Christ, but they do it as unto their brethren. Father, Jesus walked amongst them. He cleansed them. He washed their feet. O oh God, let this be, O oh God our outlook towards our brethren our life is for the taking by our brethren no not just for the taking by our brethren. it's our life is for the giving to our brethren lord i pray this prayer in jesus name and god i ask you to seal this word and i pray for all those that have listened that they would judge this word they would pray about it and ask god that you confirm it and that god you Make it a living reality in their lives. I pray it in Jesus' name with much thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you and have a good day. One more thing before we close. If this ministry is a blessing to you, then please support it with your prayers daily. Intercede on behalf of Ian and myself and my wife. And then if God speaks to you while you're in prayer to support this ministry financially, Please do it. On our website, we have a PayPal facility whereby you can make a donation. It's now almost two years that we're running the, the, the web page, and as yet we have not received any love gifts other than from my two friends at work, which was the sum of 250 New Zealand dollars. And I, I want to encourage you, support this ministry support it. Amen. Keep your tithe to your church, but if God says you bless us, then do so. God bless you, your family, and your congregation. Bye-bye, and have a God week. Amen.